Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. I'm so glad you're here. You are in for a real treat today as we talk all about hiding the ugly stuff. You know, the stuff that just needs to be in your home. We've decluttered. We've done the hard work of getting rid of the stuff. But now what? There are going to be cords. There are going to be shoes. There are going to be remote controls. There are going to be things that are still a little bit unsightly. And so today, we're going to talk about how to disguise even the most ugly of things that we need to have on hand. (laughs) All right, friends, stick around and enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Friends, before we dive into today's topic, how to disguise the ugly things that we need to live with day to day. That's a mouthful. Before we dive into that, I want to extend to you an invitation to win a $50 gift card to Home Goods. Who likes to go shopping at Home Goods? Are you raising your hand? (laughs) I hope you are. I love going to Home Goods. Here's what you can buy for $50 at Home Goods in a nutshell. There's so many things you can buy, but here in a nutshell is what you can do four pillows, two blankets, five frames, an artwork, a third of a rug. Oh boy, that would be a fun conversation. Two baskets, some kitchen utensils, lots of kitchen utensils, dishes, wine cups, some of the fun food, you name it. $50 kind of can go a long way at Home Goods, and you never know what you're going to get. Now, why am I giving away $50? Here's why. If you are a design bestie, that means you get my weekly newsletter, and I've invited you to fill out a survey for me. In the business world, we call it market research, and that's what I'm doing. I'm inviting you in to tell me a little bit more about what it is you want to hear, what it is you want to learn, and where it is you are stuck. Because friends, I want to make sure that you are getting unstuck. So I've taken the time to create a little survey, and I just want to hear from you. It takes about five minutes, not long at all. In fact, Do you know where you can find fine minutes? Let me tell you. In the line, picking up the kiddos at school. In the car, waiting for the kiddos when you are trying to pick them up at soccer practice. In your living room, when you're waiting for the kiddos to put on their shoes in the morning. (laughs) You get the picture, right? We're always waiting for our kiddos. I bet you have five minutes to spare. So if you would like a chance at winning the $50 gift card to Home Goods, I would love for you to join us in on that fun. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, and that link will take you right to the survey. No fancy, fancy stuff. I'm not selling anything. It is just a survey. And you could win 50 bucks. Easy peasy. All right, that is going to be found in the show notes. And by the way, there is a time limit. 
The survey closes on February 6th. So you have until next Tuesday, February 6th, in order to fill out the survey. So if you listen to this tomorrow, great. If you listen to it the next day, fantastic. You have a few days to go to the survey to fill it out for your chance to win $50 to Home Goods. All right, friends, let's dive into today's topic, how to hide ugly stuff. Okay, funny story. I had my show notes sitting on the counter when my oldest son walked in. He dropped his soccer bag, he dropped his school bag, he came on over, grabbed himself a snack, sat down, and started writing on my notes. Apparently, 17-year-old boys have ideas of how to hide ugly stuff. This is hilarious. Okay, we're going to start here. (laughs) Don't take notes. You probably have these same ideas tinkering around in your home. Maybe even your teenager is doing the same thing to hide their things. Words of wisdom from Owen. Number one, cover it with a blanket. (laughs) Number two, stuff it under your bed so that your mom doesn't see. Number three, do you have a broken dishwasher? Put it in there. Owen's list stopped there. Would you like to know why? Because I mentioned, hey, how about you go hide your ugly stuff in your bedroom? (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. By ugly stuff, I mean, just put your clothes away, put your shoes away, put your things away where they belong because they all have a place. All right. Let's dive in to the common things that we have in our homes that we could probably hide in a way that is a little bit more aesthetically pleasing and or out of the way. Before I share some of my tips or ideas for storing some of these things that we just happen to have around home, what I want to remind you is that first, always, we declutter. Always. Getting rid of the excess so that we're not tripping over it, we're not managing it, we're not giving it more attention and more effort than we need to. And then the other thing I want to remind you too is that when you create boundaries for the things that you have, spatial boundaries, meaning drawers, cupboards, cabinets, doors, shelves, you have that spatial boundary. If you get more than what will fit inside of that spatial boundary, that is a really good indication that it's time to go back backwards and declutter. So it's the other things that we're now organizing, the other things that we're now hiding because they're a little unsightly. They are the ones that we need to live with, They help our day-to-day function, but sometimes when they're hanging out and about, it's just a little cluttered looking. Let's start with cords. You have lamp cords, you have charging cords, you have computer cords, you have tech cords, you have all kinds of cords. Of course, we know that you can hide your cords with a cord holder, a cord hider. One of those that gets mounted to the wall that literally the cord sits down. That's a pretty obvious fix. But here are a couple ideas to navigate the cord clutter so it's not so obvious. If you have cords running down the sides of furniture, get little hooks and put the hooks on the back so that the cords don't pop out of the outside. They are mounted to the back of the furniture. Have them run underneath rugs. Make sure you use some rug tape or some tape to secure it so that you don't trip over the cord if it does happen to pop out. Swap out the corded thing for a magic light bulb. That is a little bit of a brave attempt here. If you have a table lamp, for example, and the cord is an unsightly piece of clutter and it sticks out from behind the furniture and you can't do anything about it, you can literally hide the cord behind the furniture, just wrap it up in a rubber band, hide it, or cut it and replace it with a magic light bulb. 
You can have charging stations. If you have a, a tech area in your home and your phones all come here to charge, have a station. You can put it inside of a bread box where you can drill holes in the back and just open up the top of the bread box. Paint it if that bread box is not going to be sitting in your kitchen. Paint it so it naturally fits in with the decor wherever you're having it, on your entryway table, your credenza, in your living room, wherever you have it. You can have baskets. Get a basket with a handle so the cords can easily go out the back. Get a canvas box, one of those storage boxes. Again, you can do some that have handles or holes already in them or drill your own. Containing those, those devices and allowing those cords to go and filter through one area is going to save a lot of visual headache. When you have large clutter, maybe you have shoe clutter, maybe you have blanket clutter, maybe you have kiddo toy clutter, think about double duty furniture. Benches that have hinged storage areas, ottomans that open up with a lid, coffee tables that might have an opening on top, a hinged opening, or maybe they have a cubby on the bottom where you can put baskets. In my entryway, my entryway table is metal. It is metal on purpose, and it looks a little bit like a locker. And it's done intentionally because it looks like one solid piece of furniture, suitable enough to be an entryway table, but it stores stinky shoes. I remember working with a client once who in her living room wanted to make sure she had all of the supplies necessary to change her baby's diaper. She didn't want to have to necessarily go to the nursery in order to do that every time because she had older kiddos around too. So we double dutied one of her side tables. Instead of going for a side table that had no storage, we opted for one that that did. It had drawers, no baskets. It hid the diaper cream. It hid the diapers. It hid the changing pad. It hid all of it, but it served as a side table. Another unsuspecting storage space to hide things that you use a lot that you might actually have around the house is a piano bench. Inside of my piano bench, we, d we don't have a whole lot of music in ours, so I don't need a whole lot of storage in order to hold the music sheets and the music books. We have them all out. We have three. <laughs> but maybe your music books could be on display in a little basket on the floor, but you hide the stuff that is kind of unsightly in the piano bench because most of them have hinges in order to hide the sheet music, right? What do I hide in mine? I hide extra artwork, extra pictures, extra little shelf decor that I want to change out seasonally. Or I don't want to have it stored in the garage. When we think about hiding useful clutter, which is, by the way, the category I'm giving this stuff that we need to have around, but it's just unsightly. We often go to baskets and baskets are great. Baskets are really my number one thing I choose if I can, because it is part of my aesthetic, that natural weave. But some other things you could be thinking about that might hide clutter on bookshelves, on kitchen counters, on desks, on piano tops, on, did I already say bookshelves? Some other things are, of course, magazine boxes or storage boxes. But what about faux books or hardback books with really lovely covers, kind of the canvas vintage covers that you've taken out the inside? What about vases or vessels? What about antique pots or terrines? Things that you might have already in your kitchen that you have collected over the years that are hidden behind a door, but you could bring them out, make them a collection on your bookshelf, and it could be an intentional hiding spot. Now, what you choose to hide in there or what you choose to store in there is really up to you. 
What about on your bookshelf? Instead of having artwork hanging on the back of your bookshelf, what if you hung it on the front? so that the big artwork, it does cover part of your bookshelf, but intentionally hiding some of those ugly three ring notebooks, magazines, or mementos from the kids that you just haven't gotten rid of yet. And one of my very favorite things to hide clutter in a big way is using shoe organizers on the backs of closet doors. This was a game changer for me in my wrapping station. Now I sound a little hoity-toity. I have a wrapping station. Do you want to know what that is? open up my closet door right inside of my entryway and you will find the shoe organizer. And inside the shoe organizer, I have a section for tissue paper, a section for ribbon, not all my ribbon because I do have a crafting section. I have a section for tape and scissors. I do have a section for batteries. So that is something a little different that's not wrapping, but it is a little more junk drawer-ish. I have a section for mini gift bags, little things that I want to take here and there. Maybe if a kiddo is going to a friend's house, they're not bringing a gift necessarily, but they need a little bag. And then I have a gift bag section. I have some crepe paper. Do you guys use crepe paper? We have a tradition in our house where each birthday we use the crepe paper to, or streamers, I guess that's another word for them, streamers in order to decorate the doors. Tell me, okay, I'm curious now that I've said that. How many of you use the word crepe paper or streamer? (laughs) Tell me in the Facebook group. And a shoe holder can be a really wonderful extra storage for some of that unsightly clutter in your kiddos' rooms as well. Put it over the back of the door and you can have things that don't necessarily have a place but need one. Headphones, their electronics, batteries for their electronics craft supplies. This would be great. If I didn't have a craft room, but I needed to optimize my space, I would use a shoe organizer in the back of my office in order to organize my craft supplies, in order to hide that clutter. One of my very favorite clutter hiders that I've ever created is in my office. If you've ever been on a Zoom meeting with me, if I've coached you over Zoom, it's sitting behind me and it's beautiful. It is an Ikea hack and it is a cubby storage system. And I used to have a whole wall of cubby storage. And on the cubby storage would have some of my notebooks and some of my my sewing supplies and cute little decorative boxes to hold the cute little craft supplies, scrapbook supplies, sewing things, you name it, it had it all. But even then, even with the pretty boxes, even with the organized shelves, it looked cluttered. And so we added door fronts to those shelves. It took a little bit of time. It took a little bit of creativity, but we made the door fronts in order to shut the door on the visual clutter, but all useful clutter. It was all things I use in order to craft the things I craft and business the things I business and do the things that I do. Even though they had some of those simple solutions that we've already mentioned, magazine holders, cute vessels, baskets. It had all of those components within it. It still looked a little disheveled. And my last tip for hiding clutter that you use every day or that you use frequently. My last tip is to think about the location of it and does it necessarily need to belong there? And if it does, wherever there is, can you make it a more intentional grouping? Can you make it a a vignette? For example, if I know that I have countertop clutter in my kitchen, 
and my countertop clutter looks like a lot of coffee things. Maybe I like to have the little sugar bowl out and maybe I like to have the coffee canister and maybe I like to have the little spoons or some of the cups. Can I intentionally group that into a collection in order to make it look like it is intentional there? What would I do? I would elevate the coffee mugs. Yep, I would hang them up underneath the cabinets. Anytime you can go up with this is going to be a good thing. I would get a tray out. I would put my little coffee canisters on the tray. I would have, I would vary the height so that you can make sure that it is not a straight sight line. It doesn't look like stuff just put on a tray. It looks like intentional things put on a tray. And you do that by varying the height line. So I'd have a coffee canister, maybe I would have a teeny tiny little thing, a little basket or a bowl with some tea, a little sugar bowl, and a couple little spoons out. And there you have it. Right there is a organized intentional vignette that contains the countertop clutter. You could do the same thing for your coffee table. If your clutter that you have is remote controls, put those things on a tray, add a plant, add a little candle, maybe don't add a candle or a flameless candle if you have little ones, even if you have big ones, and let that be your organized station. We know where those things go at the end of the day. They are corralled, but it is an intentional grouping. Your entryway table, if you have keys that you drop in a basket that doesn't necessarily look great sitting where it is, create a station for it. You've got the lamp, you've got the book sitting on it, you've got a a little artwork, you have a plant, and then you have a cute little bowl that has the keys right there. And it might collect the outgoing mail as well. Thinking intentionally, grouping things, using what I'm calling vessels or common everyday containers in different ways is going to help contain your clutter in a way that is a little bit different from your neighbor, a little bit more stylistic. It uses what you have and it creates a home and feel of coziness. All right, friends, I want you to share with me two things over in our Facebook group. One, tell me, do you use the word crepe paper or do you use the word streamer? And I want you to come on in and post a picture of how you contain everyday clutter. How do you do it? What is your tip? We all want to know. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.